Genre. weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today on the show, we will be discussing Remembrance of the Daleks, the seventh doctor's fifth story. And this is a whale of a tale, if I do say so myself. I feel like that is uh, that is how you intro every story that you that you do the introduction. I usually for. say, "Oh, what a story it is!" But <laughs> yeah, but this truly is. This is a big one. This is a big one. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, so, Remembrance of the Daleks, of course, uh, written by Ben Ar- Aronovich. Um, this is his first story for Doctor Who. Uh, he would go on to write uh, Battlefield, which is um, Cass- one of oh, one of man. Cass and I's favorite stories ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, so yeah, he went on to write uh, Battlefield um, after this. Actually, he started writing it before this, and then they they liked what he was turning in. They're like, actually, we have this <laughs> Dalek story we're doing. Can you write mm-hmm. that too? Um, so he stopped writing Battlefield and wrote this, and then went back to Battlefield. Uh, but with Remembrance of the Daleks, uh, John Nathan Turner knew that they were going into their 25th season and wanted to do something special for the season premiere. So uh, what he what his idea was just let's do a Dalek story. That's it. We haven't (laughs) seen the Daleks in a while. Let's do a Dalek story. Uh, And then when they gave it to Aronovich he decided to tie it into an unearthly child uh to have the um hand of uh of omega and uh which was originally rassilon but then uh they changed it because john nathan turner was uh, uh bigger into uh, omega because he was created during his tenure i guess um so he was uh i, I don't know so they they changed it to uh omega i Guys, okay, let me ask you let me ask your opinion mm. of this. And let's let's get let's get the listeners' opinion of this as well. I remember um early on in this show, uh before you guys were, were co-hosts, we did a an episode that had uh Omega of as a um villain, and we kept referring to this particular character as Omega, because that's yeah. what it's spelt like. And we got yelled at. I don't look <laughs> I, I at, at this point I still I I still feel weird about saying Omega. I know that's how they they're pronouncing it, but like it feels to me like a tinnitus mm-hmm. tenet, tinnitus yeah. situation. The, I kind of uh, have a uh, – this reminds me of a story that I don't like to tell a lot because it's it's really embarrassing for me. But it 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 very directly has to do with what we're talking about in more ways than one. Um, 
So once okay. upon a time, I, I, I watched Vincent and the Doctor for the first time. Um, I was – Oh, the, the go the go yes. goth yes. situation. And so I had never heard anyone ever in the world say Vincent van Gogh. Um, <laughs> but everyone in that episode said it with such authority and command and like it was normal that I was like, well, maybe that's just the way you're supposed to pronounce it. So like later on that week, we were at – uh, we were at a Cheddar's, and I was with some friends, and we were talking about art. Cheddar's. Well, there's your first <laughs> We mistake. were young, okay? <laughs> the burgers there were like five bucks. Um, and, and so I, you know, we were talking about artists or something, or Starry Night came up, and I just tried it out, you know, the way you do, and, and I just called him Van Gogh, and I'll, I'll never forget the look my friend Leah gave me uh, of just, like, what are you doing? And so I true I choose personally to err to I don't I always err to my dialect. Mm-hmm. Even if it even if it sounds yeah, a bit funny I, to the I, other people, I'd rather do that than feel like the the just the total millhouse that I felt like in that moment. Yeah, because it 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 feels <laughs> to me calling him an American calling him Omega feels like an American pronouncing Barcelona, Barcelona. Yeah, or like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say A to Z, e- e- even if I'm right, talking to right. like Daniel Craig, because then it's like right. I'm pandering to him in a weird way. Right. You know what? Right. Yeah. So like, I, you know what? I'm putting my foot down. It's, o- it's Omega. I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm everybody. just <laughs> I'm calling him I'm Omega. I'm just now unlearning <laughs> saying uh, Hispanic things in, in their natural dialect because it used to freak my friends out. I'd be oh. like, uh, they'd be like, but I, I feel like that's it is because okay. that's mine. It, it is because that's mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you're anyway, that was that, that was that was me mentally thinking about about what what just dialects and how they affect us. But no, I I can get so I can get yeah. where that kind of hey you're saying it wrong is coming from, and so I guess I would say is I agree with you. I think we are saying it incorrectly from the source material, but it just feels more natural for us. Hmm. Is that what you think too, Cass? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it. I don't. Yeah. I don't know pronunciation. It it is like the A to Z thing. Like we would never say Z. We say Z. So it makes no sense for us to say Omega. Yeah. I okay. I, 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 you know? I guess. All right. You... Good. Because I said it like four times that way, and I felt weird no, every you. single I felt, time. I felt I felt weird hearing it, <laughs> but I. You know what I did though, because I I I I, I trust your authority on Doctor Who. He's, it's also a noun. It's also a proper noun in this context. It's a dude's name. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe you could, you could argue that Omega is this dude's name. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe we need someone. Maybe we need Jack Harkness to, like, mention him. And whatever he says, <laughs> that's what we'll say. Oh, that's, that's good. All right. Somebody, somebody get on that. Uh, big finish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Somebody American. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, right. Right. Um, someone American pronouncing his name. Wasn't Omega introduced in the three doctors? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about because I in that. distinctly remember John Pertwee saying Omega. Omega. Like, Omega. <laughs> it really. It, it. Yeah. It just sounds like. Like a like saying it that way with an American accent sounds like I'm a valley oh girl God. going, oh, my God. 
Oh my god, you'll never believe what happened. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you made that. Oh, yeah. Cuz I'm I was just thinking about like Valley yeah. everything, like Valley Daleks, like Valley Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway, so they they changed it from Rassilon to Omega. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe the reason for that was then because it, he was introduced during an anniversary thing and they thought, let's keep the anniversary thing going. Um, in any event, uh, this – I'll be honest. This – the story of this episode, I've really talked about the most interesting thing uh, except for one bit because it really, it really just kind of came together with no real issues. Which, which you know, proves um, our, our, our emerging theory right now, which is the crazier the story, the more boring the episode. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, but the, but here, there is one really interesting bit that I think is uh, pretty mm-hmm. cool, um, which is that, you know, at this point uh, – Sylvester McCoy had played the doctor for a season and wasn't thrilled with the way that he had been able to portray the doctor uh, and wanted to grow the character. And so uh, he wanted to take him in more of a, you know, I, I hesitate to use the the phrasing darker direction, but darker direction had a different connotation than it does uh, back then than it does now, which now you say a darker direction. Everyone's like, oh, Snyder, Nolan, Barf. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like that back then. It was just it was just uh, I want to be less goofy uh, and, and t- you know, I want the character to be taken a little more seriously. And so uh, knowing that going into to this episode. There was actually a bit that was written uh, that was cut. Uh, they wanted to bring the sort of mystery back to the to the doctor and add some things to his backstory that hadn't been there before. They wanted to retcon some extra stuff in. And one of the things that they wrote in this uh, in this episode that uh, Aronovich wrote was a section that ultimately got cut from the episode because everything ran long. Um, which is actually one of the reasons why uh, Andrew Morgan never returned to the show because all of the episodes ran long and over budget. Uh, and they were like, well, <laughs> you, you gave us a bad episode in Time, of, time in the Ronnie. Uh, then you gave us an all-time classic, but you were over budget, so you're never going <laughs> to work for Doctor Who ever again. Man. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so anyway, so the, the, the writer, Aronovich, he wrote – this scene that ultimately got cut for time where the doctor was, uh, was talking to, I think one of the Daleks or, or Davros, uh, I forget which it was supposed mm-hmm. to be. Um, but the idea was that, uh, it is Davros. Davros accuses the doctor of, ju- of, of merely being another time Lord. And the doctor responds that he is far more than just another time Lord. Um, and this this was ultimately cut from the episode, but what it was it was going to be explicitly stating the new direction that uh, the script editor Andrew Cartmel and uh, Aronovich wanted to take the character um, and McCoy, uh, which was that they wanted to suggest that the Doctor was a was in fact a shadowy figure from Gallifrey and Legend called the Other. 
which was one of the three pillars of Time Lord Society alongside Rassilon and Omega. <laughs> Omega. Um, so uh, it ended up getting cut and then it didn't really end up being a thing. But originally that was the plan for this season was to start introducing this concept. And um, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I don't love it. Well, <laughs> well, there is there is still that line that he says when he's talking. He's explaining what the hand of Omega is. And he says, like, oh, the testing gave us a bunch of problems or something like that. And he uses, like, the, the, like the singular, um, or not the singular, but the first person plural, and, like, indicating that he was there. Right. Um, so, that, and that's still in the story. Um, I kind of like it. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Why not? It's time travel. Sure, sure. <laughs> I, I, I think I'd, I'd have to, like... I think I'd have to sit with it and I'd have to see how they dealt with it, I guess, if they ever did. Uh, but it certainly mm-hmm. changes his origin because then it's like, well, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, how long was he the first doctor then? <laughs> and was that the first doctor or is this like a war doctor situation where he was the other for a while well, and then became in, the doctor? Um... Is it, I think it's Brain of Morbius. We see a bunch of, like, the Doctor's previous faces, quote-unquote. Just, like, random dudes. Right. Not um, so random. They were, so, like, writers of the show. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Old white guys. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we see a bunch of their faces. So if the Doctor's been alive much longer than just his first Doctor incarnation, that jives with that. True. Very True. Hmm. I know we're like deep diving. Oh no, but this right is what now. we're here for. Yeah. This is what you came for. It's the good stuff. Uh, it's the good stuff. Man, yeah. I I, I I don't I don't even know. We could be in the super minority on this in the in the fandom, but I, I would be so down for future eras of the show to just really get like Game of Thronesy. Maybe not that big, but I I'm just I just really nerd out when it comes to like Gallifreyan culture and like time lord culture and like that that whole mythology mm-hmm. i mean i think i think that there is it's been so poorly <laughs> done in the yeah. past that yeah. that i think that there's a lot of space to reinvent the wheel a little bit you know bit. what it is um, it's kind of like the the writing equivalent of like those really great pulp magazine covers where you'd be mm, like, what yeah. is that? And then you'd read it and it's like, oh, this is kind of just like Star Wars, I guess. But like, but the art and the covers <laughs> would be so like trippy and weird. Maybe that like, it's like, that's the Time Lord stuff is it looks so cool. And then you read what is canon actually. And it, it's, it's kind of meager. Right. Right. Um, I mean, they did go to war with vampires. Oh, dude, I want. <laughs> yeah. I want see, that's right that. there I, waiting for us. Oh, that's so stupid. Um, I've, <laughs> it's so awesome. It's so d- Giant space vampires? Oh, Hell yeah. God, that's so dumb. Uh, I hate it. See? I hate it so much. Really? Yeah. See how different we are. Oh my God. Listeners. <laughs> See how diverse our opinions can be. <laughs> one of us likes space vampires and the <laughs> other one does not. <laughs> and one of, one, of, one of them is like, it could work or work. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch I like it. dinosaurs on a spaceship, so I might not be the dude to ask 
and <laughs> and the one where, the one where he meets the devil himself. So yeah, I like that oh, one too. Like that yeah, one. see, I don't like that one either. I see, I don't like supernatural yes, stuff. I get I it, and I get it. Doctor I get Who, it. I really do, because it's yeah. Like, yeah. I, but they're not supernatural. But they're vampires, aliens. so they are. They live off of blood. But they're vampires. <laughs> those aren't. Those are not aliens. Those are not. Sure, not it's like it. Gross. It's, it's like take when, forever. Yeah, to get it's to like that why episode. would well, why would the Holy so Cross sad. work on a, on a space vampire? You know. <laughs> no, even here. <laughs> but you like Battlefield. Is Battlefield? Yeah, supernatural? I do like Battlefield. It's got more guns. <laughs> It's like yeah, it's the like third ever like witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I feel like there's something not so supernatural in I'm that. I'm excited one, though, to and that's why I don't I'm excited space to figure out. Is it kind of like crawl? <laughs> See what do you, what do you guys what it's do you guys fun. consider crawl? Crawl science fiction or is crawl fantasy? I don't know. I don't I've never Whoa. seen crawl. <laughs> Crawl's crazy. It's like an eighties they're probably gonna no, I almost said something really dirty. They're probably going to really enjoy it reboot? in Red Player One. There's probably going to be some Crawl references didn't, in Red Player One. Didn't they reboot uh, Crawl with Kevin Sorbo at some point? Ooh, Isn't that a thing? No. Or, I mean, probably, and I just didn't know about it. I feel like that was a thing in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Let me look at this. Something. I might be remembering something else. Um, yeah, it was like Crawl the Conqueror or something like that, I think it was called. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Well, we're talking um, about crawl. In any event, I'm sorry, that's my fault. Yeah. So, any in any event, that's uh, <laughs> remembrance of the Daleks. It's not. It it's just a very. It's just a classic episode, but there's not there's not a lot of uh, behind the scenes details about it. Um, I was I was surprised that all of the references to an unearthly child in this story were were all Aronovich's idea, not. Because uh, in the past, like a lot of stuff like that have, has been like John Nathan Turner's idea, mm-hmm. and the fact that yeah. his only idea was just like, yeah, the, put the Daleks in it. I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, like, that was it. It's a real, uh, it's a real um, Edgar Wright, Peyton Reed problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Aronovich. Honestly, Aronovich, I think could have been theoretically could have been like a next generation. Um, Robert Holmes, if the show had kept going. Yeah, that's what's so... Because uh, I yeah. think he's really good. What's so interesting about this era of the show behind the scenes is, is you are starting to see the train slow down. Yeah. And it's like, oh, right, right. Yeah, this yeah. didn't They didn't get to age the, the, the way we got to see the, other, the past eras of the show really live and die and rebirth. Re, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Live, die, repeat. <laughs> Especially because it takes him like a full season to get to this point. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because like, this is like, this is my favorite. Seventh Doctor is when he's like manipulative and calculating. Mm-hmm. And like, the common, the, the, the term that people use a lot is like chess master oh. or seven. Yeah. Um, Which is so interesting yeah, because really I, I, I agree with you, you know, coming from someone who's watching this dude, uh, you know, for the first time. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. He's, he is less uh, Radagast the Brown now in, in, in this. But mm-hmm. it was so interesting watching it and being affected by it while having just like dunked on six for like the, the fourth yeah. episode in a row, you know? <laughs> So it's interesting right. how like it, it th- when the doctor is this kind of 
morally gray or maybe not so huggable. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they figured out the the right balance, mm-hmm. uh, which is that he can, he can be a dick to other people as long as he's not a dick to his companions. Right? Yeah, we're yeah. we're very weird. Our Doctor Who, yeah, like it's what we like and don't like. Because mm-hmm. we we see ourselves as the companion. So when the Doctor is a dick to to their companion, it's like right. that's yeah. us. You're you're being mean mm-hmm. to us. Like stop it. Stop being mean to us. Dad. <laughs> Dad. Oh, no. <laughs> has anyone, has anyone oh, ever no. called the doctor dad? Uh, mm. not, My dad. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I really, I, I, I don't know how. Uh, one of my fa- one of my many many favorite things about Ace is just her 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 way of calling the Doctor Professor, and so mm-hmm. I've just been thinking about mm-hmm. other wrong things someone could call the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's we we we're uh, talking around it. So let's just talk about Remembrance of the Daleks, the final Dalek story, the final televised Dalek story of Classic mm-hmm. Who. Um. So in part one, I guess right off the bat, I got to ask, because we've been we've been talking about her and we, we met her last in, in the last season of uh, Long Way Around. But um, I really want to know, Nick, what your feelings, having gone through this whole story now, uh, a, a whole story with her. What do you think? I of mean, Ace? oh, man, I mean, it's it's I mean, she she's so she's far and away. God, I I don't know. I I feel like I've already like been so f- uh, into all of the other companions, and I want my words feel so empty at this point. But yeah, I I do feel like Ace might be my favorite companion. Um, I just she's just so cool in this episode, and like her jacket is so cool, and she uh, uh I don't know I don't know if we want to go like out of order, but she does something very cool. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, she's introduced. She's introduced holding a boombox yeah, on her shoulders. Get, okay, yeah, for street cred. So, <laughs> she reminds me a lot of my favorite Peanuts character, which is Peppermint Patty. Uh, where she 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 yeah. she doesn't get like basic stuff about this operation and how it works, and yet she is exemplary at so much that other companions aren't like. I think she's 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 got to be one of the more um, dangerous companions, you know, like yeah. a companion that could you know get herself out of crazy situations and with extreme prejudice, like not even like in a mm-hmm. like nick a time way, but like laying dudes out. Well, she's she, packing explosives, yeah. Um. and yeah, and I just I love her big puffy jacket. I love all the patches on it. And I, I re- also really like her B outfit when she's just rocking like a t- like a white t shirt with like a band logo on it. Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm just all about Ace. I think um, Aldred, Sophia Aldred, is that? Um, yeah, yeah. So Sophie, Sophie Aldred Sophie. is yeah. Great performance yeah. and yeah. You know, I I think it just hits the sweet spot of the show just now starting to feel modern for me and these characters. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. the Seventh Doctor and Ace are. 
such a great companionship and such a great chemistry, especially coming after, you know, how we don't like watching Six and, and Mel a lot because of how sad it makes us. Right. So it's so fun <laughs> to watch like a really cool dynamic right afterwards. Yeah, for sure. Um. Remembrance of the Daleks, part one, written by Ben Aronovich, directed by Andrew Morgan. Produced by John Nathan Turner. Script edited by Andrew Cartnell. Original air date, October 5th, 1988. The Doctor arrives with Ace in 1963 London to pick up the Hand of Omega, or, if you really prefer, the Hand of Omega, which he hid on Earth back when he was played by William Hartnell. Meanwhile, the Daleks, the universe's favorite disasters, also search London for the Hand of Omega. The Daleks have splintered into two separate factions of Daleks, those who still swear allegiance to the Daleks' creator Davros, and those who think Davros sucks now. The military arrives at Coal Hill School due to the excess of alien activity. A renegade Dalek spins madly about in a junkyard, giving the military a heck of a time until the Dalek and Ace arrive and blow it up. The duo meet Captain Gilmore and Professor Jensen, and warns the humans that engaging with the Daleks will only result in valuable human deaths as opposed to utterly useless Dalek deaths. A group of fascist humans known as the Association have allied with the renegade Daleks because the Daleks are basically fascists, but the Imperial Daleks have their own ace in the hole, the mind-controlled principle of Coal Hill School. While exploring Coal Hill to find out more clues about these new Dalek factions, the Doctor is locked in a cellar and menaced by a lone Imperial Dalek. So they are in uh, 1963 in this, and we're uh, we're hanging out at at um, I am Foreman uh, Scrapyard and uh, Coal Hill School, uh, you know, all tying into Unearthly Child, and we have a uh, a, a sort of a government organization that uh, the Doctor is. Um, sort of placing himself in. There's that bit where he sees like the weird van. And he's like walking around. And he's looking at it, and then he follows the strange little girl and uh, and scopes out her hopscotch. And then she he just goes back to the van and just dives into the van and just starts touching stuff. And the lady's <laughs> just like, "Well, this guy seems to know what he's doing." Um, just <laughs> rolls with it, which is uh, a weird, a very weird reaction. Um, but we. I guess what we find out is like, you know, this, this, uh, government, whatever, this government, what do you, what do you call them? An organization? What would you, military? Yeah, they're military, right? They're not group, unit. Yeah. Whatever. A branch. Right. No, they're not unit because they're, they're proto unit. Um, I think it's, I think it's largely understood that, yeah, like I, no, they I were the fascists. Yeah. Um, I think it's largely, isn't it? Lar- it's it's understood that this is like the origin of unit, right? To a certain extent. This, Ooh, this experience, this. Uh, yeah, you're totally right, but I, I, I that my head didn't go there at all. That's that's awesome. That the, yeah, I think I think it is. I think that this is the reason why unit was started. Okay, because um, unit is in that second Doctor story with the Yetis, right? Right, which would have been after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also love that. I love that the doctor was, the doctor was in town and then left and the Daleks were there like 
hunting for whatever he was what, what he was doing with the with the hand of uh, Omega, and he just like he he didn't I guess he just didn't realize it and and right and the first Doctor wasn't aware of the Daleks yet yeah, right yeah yeah I just yeah because we saw him we saw him meet, there's a lot of I mean. So interesting. <laughs> a special somewhere blows up at the end of this, and I don't think they ever deal with that no. in a proper way. No. Because um, that's, not, that's not real. It's pretty much been erased from canon that that happened. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we, I saw it happen, Scott. <laughs> yeah. But did you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, this guy um, that Ace meets in the, in the diner, um, he, he has an arc. This guy, he, he does. A, he has a hell of an arc over the course of this story. Because uh, when you meet him, you like. I mean, I don't know. You kind of like him. Yeah. Kind of can't help yourself. You know, he's he's pretty. He's got a cool jacket. Uh, he makes yeah, the Ace immediately look, spots. Work out. A, a, yeah, yeah. Oh, fellow jacket wearer. Eh? <laughs> I and he's like into Ace, even though she's like, you know, kind of crass and and not. Not a normal type of woman for 1963, but he's, like, into it, which kind of endears you to him a little bit, too. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, his his arc really does bum me out in this story, because I'm like, <laughs> oh, he started out like an okay guy. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Um, so uh, we get uh, – we meet a, a group captain – um, this, this military group and uh, the doctor tries to call him brigadier mm-hmm. and then corrects himself, which I like. <laughs> I, I, I did that in my head while watching this a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that they blow up the doors when they're looking for the, the Daleks in the, in the scrapyard and uh, they blow up the doors and he just comes running out of nowhere and just like, oh, did you see that? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> She just she just loves explosions so much. Bless her heart. She's great. Mm. Um, she knows what she loves. She she appreciates the art of it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, eh, you know, I mean it, it was it it, it it's not uh, a super advanced explosion, but it's an impressive yeah. one. <laughs> well, what was that? It's like it's like, oh, now I can I I know where I am. I know where I'm at again. I know mm-hmm. where I am. Yeah. <laughs> And then the doctor is gonna is gonna blow up a Dalek and just is like, "Hey, can I borrow some bombs?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, sure. Here you go." She pulls him out of her magic bag. <laughs> yeah, her magic bag of bombs, uh, which is uh, pretty great. <laughs> oh man, so, um, guys, I have uh, in the time that we that we've been talking, I've actually opened up two new tabs on my computer. One is uh, I, I Google image Doctor Who Ace and. Like eighty percent of these photos, she's brandishing like a machine gun or like a bat <laughs> or accurate a, a boombox or like a spray paint can. But she's mm-hmm. like so happy about it. Like she doesn't look like angry. It just really. And then I also, uh, listeners, if you're out there, there's a really cool uh, action figure of a specifically from Remembrance of the Daleks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's forty three dollars, and I'm not I'm not going to pretend that that's not a lot. But she's holding a bazooka. In the action figure. She's uh, hashtag on brand. Hashtag um, on brand. <laughs> so I, I think one of my favorite gags in this is in mm-hmm. uh, the first episode. And it's it's a very modern joke, which is that uh, they get into a car and Ace is driving and the oh, doctor yeah, is yeah. is passenger seat 
passenger seat driving and just complaining about everything she does. She's like, well, if you don't like it, why don't you drive? And then you cut outside and then you cut back in and then they've switched places. And I, yeah, I just really <laughs> like that joke. <laughs> and Ace is like <laughs> bewildered. She's like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. Um, and then there's this really uh, fun reference to they go to to Coal Hill School because they realize that the Daleks are, are coming from there, like a particular energy is coming from there. And they go to Coal Hill School to scope it out and they meet up with the, the dean of the Coal Hill School. And he's like uh, – he introduces himself as the doctor and he's like, oh, that's uh, – I mean, you know, you're you're a little overqualified, but if you want the caretaker job, you can leave your <laughs> resume. And I was like, ah, oh, the caretaker job at the Cole Hill School and the doctor and the yeah, yeah, it's, it's it, it and, and everything about everything about the uh, alluding to and like it just it being set in '63 and I yeah. it does feel very ahead of its time. Like mm-hmm. it's embracing the mythology in in a in such a loving but nuanced way that we we would see Moffat do really well but it's it's weird seeing it in 88 yeah well and i just i just like that they are offering him the caretaker job at Cole hill school and then you know the 12th doctor does that i didn't uh, realize that was a reference to anything when the caretaker came out because yeah cause we hadn't seen right. this in a while and i was just like oh hey finger guns that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally uh, and then the cliffhanger to this episode is uh, really great, which is that the doctor, the doctor's just like, quick, up the stairs. And the Dalek is like, LOL, stairs, and then just like floats up. And so, it's like, oh, no, they can get up the stairs now. I, oh. I thought that um, in Dalek, uh, that ninth doctor story, I thought that was the first time Daleks could climb stairs. Um, Apparently not. Wouldn't he have like remembered this? Like, oh yeah, that one time that I was trapped in a stairwell and the Dalek followed me. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> well, well, I guess you. Look could... what I can do. <laughs> well, well, but based on the end of Remembrance of the Daleks, maybe Remembrance of the Daleks isn't technically canon anymore. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah. So that could be the problem here. Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. But in any event, I love um, that. Def- well, I guess we'll find out because we're gonna we're gonna watch Dalek in like two episodes. Oh, sweet! Um, yeah, so there we go. That classic. Um, anything else in uh, episode one? Oh man, I mean, no, no. Emotionally, yeah, but no. But I want to keep going. <laughs> All right. Remembrance of the Daleks, Part Two. Written by Ben Aronovich. Directed by Andrew Morgan. Produced by John Nathan Turner. Script edited by Andrew Cardinal. Original air date, October 12th, 1988. The Doctor and Ace manage to avoid extermination, and Ace even shoots a Dalek in the face with a bazooka. Mike Smith, a member of the Association, finds and attempts to subdue the headmaster of Coal Hill School, but the Imperial Dalek terminates his brain before he can talk. The Doctor finds the Hand of Omega and hides it in a cemetery, but it is quickly excavated by the Association. Ace, bloodlust already setting in, wanders around looking for more Daleks to kill. She finds a swarm of them, but forgets how to use her bazooka, and is surrounded by them with nowhere to hide. So, uh, episode two, in which um, stairs won't stop a Dalek, but a locked door definitely will. 
Yeah. Uh, is how we resolve that cliffhanger. <laughs> um, they just they just go through a door, lock it, and run away. Uh, and then the Daleks immediately burst through it, which is boom, pretty great. Yeah, there's a there's a Dalek in this. Um, one of the white Daleks, uh, very aggressive exterminate. Yes, uh, like, okay, yeah. One of them is, and and not, not the not the one that looks like Marvin the android that we meet later, but yeah, like one of the one of the regular Daleks is just like yeah, just yoked, just hyped. Yeah. Yeah. Every time he says when he says he's like exterminate like granted, exterminate is generally a pretty aggressive phrase. Yeah. But it's th- this one has like a yeah, he has like a deep, like gruff voice. Yeah. And so he's just like Exterminate, <laughs> exterminate. And you're just like, Whoa, whoa. What's wrong with whoa. you? He has a cold. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> rebel, rebel, yeah. jersey for life. <laughs> I love I love the golden white disco Daleks so much. They're so silly. Oh man, one of them one of them had wood paneling and that was my that one was my favorite. Mm. It looked like a 70s station. <laughs> I <laughs> I really like the white Daleks as well. Uh yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of like cool Dalek mythology in this episode. Yeah, like low I'm, key I'm, this is I'm just a, just a I, I, listeners I I it, it, you know, even if you normally just listen to our recaps, I really would go back and watch this cuz it, it it's just it, it, yeah, there's just low key great Dalek designs. Like I would, I would argue these white Daleks, if if you know, are are way more of effective reband than like the Power Ranger Daleks mm. that, that they tried out. That though, though that being said, I still really want to see the the Power Ranger Daleks come back. Oh, nothing <laughs> would make me happier. Really yeah, it's um, like how, fact, it's like how I, it would yeah. be awesome. It would be awesome if they came back. And much like this story, they were just like all at war with each other. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I really liked like like when when they were getting into like the renegade Daleks and the Imperial Daleks. I'm like, yeah, I really I really like these the the you know these morons fighting each other. That's yes. amazing. Yeah, because it makes sense because Daleks think they're superior to each other, like or, or superior to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, after wiping everyone else out, wouldn't they just start turning right. on each other and just being like, "I'm more superior than you"? Yeah. Um, that just seems like an I am white. Thing that would happen. I have wood paneling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> somebody. I am disco. Somebody, Somebody call the BBC and tell them to make a Dalek Civil War. Uh, yeah, like Dalek this, Peaky Blinders. Awesome. Yeah, let me into it. Um, uh, there's this really weird scene that I uh, I am not a big fan of, where the doctor sits down with a dude at the diner and like goes over the philosophy of tea, and they're like, "Oh, right." They're like, they're like, they're like low key talking about how colonialism is good. Um, <laughs> It's which is guys it's we're, real weird <laughs> which is kind of like the been the brand for this season of our show is like realizing that the doctor does come with a lot of like colonizer baggage that we haven't really ad- ad- addressed or really noticed before yeah uh, anyway that conversation made me super uncomfortable yeah um i don't know about you guys uh He's like, yeah. If I, if I, if, uh, if, like, if we hadn't been colonized, I'd still be an African. And it's like, like okay, well, that is. I don't feel like we're supposed to take that as like a bad thing, though. Like, 
Because he, he explicitly says, like, you know, my ancestors were kidnapped and chained to other human beings and stuff. Like, Right. There was some acknowledgement yeah, of, like, the, so, the sins of the past. Yeah. yeah. But he was just so chill about it. <laughs> and, like... Had like a big smile on his face yeah. the whole time. Well, sure, yeah, and that and that feels just a product of that that part in particular feels like a product of the time, which is that we weren't really yeah. acknowledging pain yet. Uh, yeah, events, yes, pain, not so much. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, but it, it, it is it is cool anytime anytime the show does choose to remark on like for example, this was kind of the first time I really got why the doctor doesn't like the Daleks and that how strongly the Daleks represent fascism in this story. Mm-hmm. And that the doctor is like championing against that. But I don't know. For some reason in this story, it felt more, I got the ideology of it more than just like the, you know, Bugs Bunny running around the Elmer Fudds army of Elmer Fudds, <laughs> which is what the Daleks. Are. Right. <laughs> That's true. They're like robot Elmer Fudds. <laughs> They ever did a oh my god! If they ever did a Looney Tunes crossover, it would just be like they would just be a bunch of Elmer Fudds and Yosemite Sam's, yeah, and Bugs Bunny would be the doctor. <laughs> they would look great. They're so like round and yeah, like big. Yeah, they would look good. They would look that good, would be, like Chuck Jones style. Yeah, totally. That'd be awesome. Um, so uh, there's this one thing that happens in this story that is um. Really the most baffling moment, I think, of the whole – well, maybe, maybe not as baffling as Scaro blowing up. Spoilers <laughs> for later. But, um, but still pretty baffling, which is – although I guess it could – maybe it's the suggestion that this is a different universe and not our universe. Maybe they ended up in like a weird pocket universe. But um, uh, there, there's this whole bit where Ace is uh, stuck like staying with, this, with his old lady, mm-hmm. um, this lady that – uh, she's not allowed to like yeah go hang okay out with yeah because the doctor's people. like stay here where it's safe I'm like who who right. do you think you're talking to right she's got right. bombs she has, in her back she, has, she is good to go she took out a Dalek with a bazooka yeah with like only uh, a vague understanding a of what it was and a bat yeah uh so that that happens in a little bit but uh, <laughs> she sneaks out she's like hey I'm going out for a walk. And then the lady's like, all right, have fun. <laughs> um, because she's like already adopted Ace. Uh, and Just as have I. Ace leaves. <laughs> Ace leaves. And we, we sort of uh, we push in on the television as she leaves. And a BBC announcer is like, and now for the premiere of a brand new science fiction television series, Doctor. Yeah. And then it cuts off. And I, I, wh- wh- what? What? <laughs> Yeah. There's a Doctor Who show in canon with Doctor Who. It's weird. Yeah. Super weird. <laughs> Super weird. Um but it does it does mean that one day uh they could uh do that story that I really want to happen, which is that the doctor shows up in uh the land of fiction and he's like in the world of like classic who and everything is cheap and the sets are bad and wobbly and yeah man and he's like what is going on and he's like oh no the daleks and but they're just like really like crappy <laughs> and yeah. rubber monsters and, and everything um i really want that uh, to happen, be great. but yeah uh, uh what was the name of the monster that we met a couple days ago that like lived in the in the sewers and like had mind control there there were crabs Makra? 
The Macra. Oh, the Macra, yeah. I, if they ever meet the Macra again, I think it would be just scary if they looked exactly as they did in, like, the old ones. Like, I don't want them to look <laughs> yes. modern. Yes. Oh, my God, I would love that so much. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Ace takes out a Dalek with a bat. Um, <laughs> Which is, uh, like, such a intimate death for a Dalek. Yeah, it's pretty killer. We keep... Uh, I, I mean, I know that they're limited on the sets that they can afford and everything, but uh, we keep ending up back in yeah. this lab. It's <laughs> <this>, like <laughs> this lab in Cole Hill School. Uh, they kill like 70 Daleks in this room <laughs> they over just the course keep, of the like story. A, it's, it's the most video game I think the show's ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. It's like when you find that spot in a video game, we're just like, oh, I can hide just in here. And they'll here. just walk in. They'll walk in and I can, I can just, I can just damn, take them out and then just <laughs> keep waiting. Yeah. It's pretty great. What if any time they uh, got attacked, their go-to phrase was damn? <laughs> I would love them more than I already do. Damn, 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 damn. Uh, Ace gets surrounded by uh, by a bunch of Daleks. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's going to do. Yeah, she forgets how to load her bazooka. <laughs> that, that, that's the cliffhanger. Although, yeah. like, what a, what a cliffhanger. Because, like... She gets like overrun by them. She doesn't like. Yeah. She. They have to bring in reinforcements for this girl. Right. It's right. it's pimp. It's um. Remembrance of the Daleks, Part Three, written by Ben Aronovich, directed by Andrew Morgan, produced by John Nathan Turner, script edited by Andrew Cartnell. Original air date, October nineteenth, nineteen eighty eight. The Doctor saves Ace from the Daleks. They manage to defeat the Imperial Daleks who have won the Hand of Omega from the Renegade Daleks. The Doctor and Ace destroy the Transmat, and the Doctor teaches Ace about the Time Controller, a method that the Daleks have created to use time travel in that trademark Dalek style. The Doctor, Ace, and the human military began to fortify Coal Hill School before they're under siege by two factions of warring Daleks. The Doctor muses that the impending Dalek invasion probably won't even affect Coal Hill School as it's too far away from the center of conflict. Seconds later, an Imperial Dalek shuttle crashes into Coal Hill School. Yeah, I mean, part part three, the Doctor takes out the Daleks with, like, his weird confetti ray gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like just fries them. Like, he it just, like, it, like, freezes them, and then, uh, and then the... <laughs> Um, the pilot guy, I don't know, the guy with the bomber, pilot bomber jacket, whatever. Uh, he like runs in and like puts a bomb on one of them and is like, let's go. And then they <laughs> leave and then they blow up. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty. Remember me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Require the bay. Um, we find out in this one that the creepy girl is a Dalek spy. Yeah. Kind of like, did anyone else get like fear her vibes when that happened? Oh, Interesting. Mm. No, I don't know. When, <laughs> when, when like when just just a girl getting possessed, little girl getting possessed by an alien mind, I was like, oh, it's kind of like a better version of Fear Her. It's not yeah. hard to be a better version of Fear Her, though. Yeah, Every, everyone <laughs> listening to this is a better version of, <laughs> of Fear Her. Ch- children, Children of the Corn is a better version. Of Fear oh, I love Children of Men. Um, Directed uh, so by Fritz Kirsch. My. Uh, I think my favorite thing in this in this story is um the uh 
the time controller, which in a typical <laughs> Doctor Who fashion is the 80s equivalent of bubble wrap in a plasma oh globe. Just I like, love it. I love somebody it. went to Spencer's and was just like, this thing's cool. <laughs> you know what? And then they you know, Wes Anderson would get Doctor a kick Who. out of Doctor Who. Oh, my God. Wes Anderson. Oh, man. I want a video of like, what if Wes Anderson directed Doctor yeah, Who? Let's do it. Um, I, I can't tell which, which specific episode this was in, but since we're just bringing up favorite parts, my favorite thing in the whole episode, yes, dear listeners, even more than Ace, is uh, when they roll out special weapons, Dalek. Yes. I, I, that's, well, that's, that's part four. That's part okay. four. Hold on. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't know. The, it, it's the, not, it's, the time controller's in part three. I don't know. Um, that's why I, I watched them all in a big three. chunk this morning. I don't remember what was in what part. Well, I, I take notes. Um <laughs> Well the, Tardis, well, the TARDIS wiki <laughs> usually breaks it into parts for me, and this time it didn't. Well, whose fault is that? Uh, TARDIS wiki's fault. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Cass, for making not making me say it. Obviously, uh, I. So anyway, so I love I love that time controller because um, it's so it's so stupid in the eighties and. It's everything yeah, but I love. Still about cool. Doctor it's like Who. thirty years later, and those things are still cool. Yeah, there is something really. I, I I mean, I really think it just goes back to you know that that old film nerd argument. They, yeah, like when stuff is tactile and you can hold it, and it's obviously like a physical effect. It it just it looks cooler. It's like it's like more of a trick. Have they? Que- serious question. Have they ever used one of those? Um, you know those the other the other thing. It's like it, they they are they are brother and sister at the at, at the Spencer's <laughs> gifts. Uh, it's the plasma globe and then the little pad of like needles that you put your hand in or your face in oh, and like makes yeah, the yeah. form of your face. Have they ever used that in Doctor know. Who? Because... I thought for a second you were going to say lava lamps because that is also like the trifecta. Um... Sure, sure. You could sure. fit a, a real Dalek in a lava lamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like the, those like weird the, like no no like like the actual physical like the squid thing oh oh i see i'm sorry yeah. i should have that, that that's a weird now, way to word now it. i want a like dalek mutant lava lamp like yeah just like floating with, like weird eyeballs and stuff yeah, yeah i want that like a, like a little squid yeah. belly <laughs> <laughs> do it uh yeah i don't know if they've ever used one of those uh those needle pad things i don't know what those are called um, I only know that this thing is called a plasma globe because I looked it up. What did you like? Lightning? Yeah, ball? I was going to say good call. I don't. I I saw. I feel like I, I might have saw one. Of, I might have seen one of those in this episode, but I just I remember very recently not knowing what one of those things was called when when seeing it. What a plasma globe? Yeah, it wasn't this episode. That's what we're talking okay, good, about. Good, cool. But literally, it was that. It wasn't even like it looked like it was a plasma globe. Like they bought it. Yeah, yeah, they just went to Spencer's gift and bought it. That's <laughs> what we've been talking about. I guess I never really I guess I didn't realize that you were being like that literal. I just now made the connection in my head like, yeah, that was literally a plasma globe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was giving the show like, well, they no, surely not that. <laughs> um so <laughs> Uh, plasma globe uh, invented, technically invented by uh, Nikola Tesla, and the uh, but turned into a turned into a, uh, a a college dorm room's best friend by a student at MIT. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just as Tesla so. would have wanted. 
Yep, just as Tesla would have wanted. Absolutely. Uh, Edison's getting all the credit, but your stuff becomes novelty items. Um. Why are you people still using gasoline? <laughs> Is what he would say. See, I, 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 I know that while you were doing a Nikola Tesla. Uh, ref, uh, uh, impression. I know that you are actually yes, doing a David yes. Bowie. Impression yes, yeah, that's, I appreciate that's the you. only thing I could do. <laughs> I, was, I literally was like, what, what, what freaking act, what accent was he doing in that one? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, so, so uh, part three ends with uh, a Dalek shuttle landing, which, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, looks real cool. And all of their uh, tech looks I, really cool in this. Yeah, I was I was into the Dalek ship landing. I thought it looked really good, uh, you know, cheap special effects wise. And, like, you know, I thought it was pretty impressive. And, and going back to what you said at the very beginning about about this being a little bit darker and 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 darker meaning something different now than it kind of maybe did in the past. It, there is a real like grit to this episode. Certainly not in the yeah a little bit in the story, but it, it's a fun story. It's not oppressive. It's not bleak. But yeah, there is just like some grit and dirt to everything, and like the Daleks look really kind of cool and more military than usual. Yeah, and yeah, it's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a cool look for the show, especially like in this era. That all being said, uh, this episode literally ends with the Doctor mugging the camera and going, "I think I may have miscalculated." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they're letting you know like he's still gonna be there's still gonna be like a little bit of radagast like going forward. yeah it just feels like there was like um one of those uh what are the what are those whistles called oh, the like slide the, whistles. Yeah. yeah slide whistle yeah. Like, he's a he's a kind of slide whistle dude when he's not like <laughs> when he's not in aggro mode he kind of does have that kind of sound to him yeah Like with the tie. (laughs) Yeah. I may have miscalculated. (laughs) (laughs) Like fixes his little hat. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it really is a Bugs Bunny moment where like Bugs will just like turn to the camera and just be like, no, what's with this guy? He's a stinker. Um, And he just pounds that carrot. He would just go straight through a carrot. Yeah, he would. Remembrance of the Daleks, Part 4. Written by Ben Aronovich. Directed by Andrew Morgan. Produced by John Nathan Turner. Script edited by Andrew Cartnell. Original air date, October 26th, 1988. The Imperial Daleks destroy almost all of the Renegades, leaving only a single Supreme Dalek alive. The Imperials take the hand of Omega to the mothership, planning to take the hand back to their home planet of Skaro. Ace follows the human trader Smith to the Time Controller. The Doctor learns that Davros wants to use the Hand of Omega to destroy the Time Lords, but upon using the Hand, the Son of Scarrow goes supernova, destroying the entire planet for the rest of Doctor Who history forever. Smith captures Ace but is killed by a little girl being controlled by the Supreme Dalek. The Hand of Omega is returned to Gallifrey, and the Doctor convinces the Supreme Dalek to end his own life. It's not hard. The Doctor and Ace attend Smith's funeral as the Doctor ponders if what he did today was truly good. Um, 
So uh, episode four starts with one of the soldiers just being like, is that the mothership? And I'm just like, oh, you you poor ignorant <laughs> child. Like, there's so more. There's so many more of them up in space. Yeah, this is so this is such a small ship. Like, is this the mothership? How sad would that be? <laughs> Wetness off full force and it's like 30. Yeah, them. it's just like a dozen, a dozen Daleks. Ace like just like eyeballs it and chucks a firecracker into like the the hatch. Yeah. Damn. So so this is uh you 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 talked about it you you almost brought it up earlier yeah. um but we get the special weapons special Dalek weapons Dalek in this um I uh, I guess P- Doctor Who fans really love this thing I think it's an ugly oh stupid my God, looking eyesore I love sword, it so but much it's so stupid I so oh. I okay okay a I, I love how excited they get when he rolls out like yeah they, like. It it is a little it is a little like you know like he he's there like Donnie Donowitz like in, in Glorious Bastards like he's <laughs> he's just got like a tank top on and they're yeah they're kind of like ooh, ooh, like they're like yeah to go I'm special weapons dog and he's like I'm special weapons dog he's like he's kind of he's stupid yeah he's very big and bulky and his head is different listeners. His head is kind of like a, like a saucer. More, he looks like a tank. Yeah, he looks like if Michael Chiklis was a Dalek. <laughs> what? <laughs> I. He also kind of, you know, looking at him like on Google, he kind of also looks like the robots in the black hole a little bit. Mm. Oh yeah, I could see that. But anyway, yeah, I mean the black hole is very Doctor Who ish. That's true. In general. So that, uh, but yeah, yeah they that even works out, Satan. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, I love that movie as a kid. Yeah, I just was really into Satan, I guess, <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, so, I want to yeah. make that like, I want to make that Kevin Smith uh, metal n- noise, but I, I, I oh, can't, nah, I can never do it. Uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, that I can't ever do that. I my 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 tongue gets all tied up. Oh, I, can't ever do that. I I can't roll my R's, and that's brutal for someone who's supposed to speak Spanish. Oh man, McCoy, uh, he he rolls his R's like oh, he's, he's so good at it. <laughs> I want him to say rheumatism. <laughs> rheumatism. Yes. I had a Spanish teacher who yelled at me until I could roll my eyes. Oh, so that's what I needed. I needed someone just to push me. I needed like um, um, so what special? I can't even. I'm I'm struggling really to remember. So yeah, he blow he 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 blows up. He, I mean, he he wrecks some renegades. I mean, he he really yeah. Well, he sneaks onto the he sneaks onto the the Dalek shuttle and like the the. White the do- disco Dalek starts freaking out. He's like, "You are the enemy of the Daleks." Which, by the way, how has there not been a Doctor Who episode called "The Enemy of the Daleks"? Right? I'm just saying. Because um, I know, save it. And, and he just starts freaking out, and and the Doctor's just like, "Hold this, please," and like puts his hat over his eye stock. And oh, it's great! Yeah, opens up a opens up a compartment, pulls out some Christmas lights, and then puts two lights together, and the Dalek like shut freaks out and shuts down. Yeah, like it, 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 like it's like, go, yeah. it goes that bad. For him. Yeah, yeah. 
So you really putting so putting a hat over the eye stalk renders the whole Dalek blind. Apparently. Oh my gosh. The Daleks have no depth Wait, perception. We haven't apparently. even talked about how silly the Emperor Dalek design is. Uh because like oh, yeah. it looks it makes special weapons Dalek look like a Michelangelo. Like it's <laughs> it's so <Yeah>. dumb. <laughs> He yeah he has like a big round like kind of yeah like Marvin the Marvin the paranoid android kind of head, uh, mm-hmm. or like a it deep- really honestly Emperor Dalek just looks like Pope Dalek <laughs> yes instead of a pointy hat and it's like a little it's like a little yeah. Pope mobile like as we find out later it's, it's like literally a, a Pope mobile yeah <laughs> yeah it's a little Pope mobile um. Uh, but yeah, you're right. No, and and like it's, going back to that other you know, that other like experiment. This dude also has a very different is is coming at it with a very different energy than the other Daleks vocally. Yeah, he has a different. True. He's like he's like an octave higher than the other ones. Yeah, it's great. But uh, I liked him too. We 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 end up we re- we reveal that uh, the Emperor Dalek, who's in charge of the Disco Daleks, uh, because there's the the blue Daleks, the person in charge of the blue Daleks is, you guessed it, the black Dalek for some reason. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't compute. Just, I just love the black Dalek being in charge of the blue Daleks. And it's, it's just it's, such a it, weird. It's, it's like they're like the Canadians in South Park. It's just like they're, <laughs> they just have such like a weird, like, yeah, of course, the, of course that one's in charge of all the blue ones. Why not? <laughs> just this obsidian Dalek that we've never seen before, but uh, but yeah, the the Emperor Dalek uh, lowers its uh, Pope Mobile shields and reveals that it is in fact Davros, uh, who has been drinking a lot of black Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. Um, Papa Davy, uh, he's got yeah, Papa Davy's got 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 a bad case of black mouth. Um, oh, Papa Davy. <laughs> It's, it's, it's real bad. Someone has to have and, one of them has to have like a handkerchief, like at all times. <laughs> and uh, and and Papa Davy, he's uh, he when when the when the Pope Mobile opens up, he's just in there, just covered in wires, like he's Arr! in the middle of rewiring this thing. Um, Look just at me. like yeah, he well, he's just like no, it just looks like they caught him rewiring this thing, like he was about to like steal this Dalek that he's in. Yeah. So, there's wires everywhere. Does it count? Does this does this count as a twist? If the leader, yeah. if the leader of the Daleks was actually in charge of a party of Daleks, what's that? They were renegade. These are the renegade ones. No, right? these are the imperial ones. So they're the ones in charge, and then the black and blue ones are yeah. the rebel Daleks. I guess it's just like yeah. Wouldn't we assume that Davros was in charge of this? Or was was at the head of this? Actually, uh, the Terry Nation estate was uh, really upset about uh, how little Davros was in this. Oh, really? Yeah. They wanted him introduced early cause, earlier because they thought it was uh, disrespectful to the character. Oh, like, oh, like they, they, this is a character that deserves the full breadth of an episode. Yeah, mm. right. I could see right. that, I guess. So they were really, they were really upset. Uh, the the Terry Nation estate also uh, why Remembrance and a bunch of other Dalek episodes aren't streaming on yeah. BritBox. Thanks, guys. Uh, it is uh, 
Yeah, because yeah. they think that having them streaming on BritBox would uh, take away from DVD sales, and they think they would make less money. Which, whereas history is taking away from DVD sales, right? <laughs> Correct. And it's and it's a big it's a big fat stupid bummer because I think more than any episode we've talked about this season or volume on the show, this is an episode that I think so many like. Uh, you know, newer up, newer generational fans of the show would really get a kick out of. Yeah, I think so. Um, I I do. I love the Doctor mocking mm-hmm. Davros. I think that's it's great. Probably one of my favorite things where he just he just makes fun of him. Very Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um. What would Davros be? What what Looney Tunes character would Davros uh, be? He means you assume yeah, yeah, yeah. Daffy Duck. <laughs> Daffy Duck. See, I think the, see, I think the, I think the master. Oh Daffy yeah, yeah, Duck. yeah. Oh yeah, fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and then uh, I, Missy is like that girl duck from Ducktales. Morgana. Morgana. Full circle. <laughs> I kind of. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, uh, my favorite bit of this is when, um, the, the doctor is like, uh, gonna, you know, blow up their, their mothership and, uh, yeah. is like, oh no, oh no. And then he just backs up into a shuttle yeah. and pieces out, um, and just like leaves all the Daleks there to die. He's a bad leader. Yeah. Papa Dabby does not, he's not a good dad. No. No. Which is sad because the dogs love him so much. Yeah, he just pieces out in his Pope Mobile. <laughs> yeah. He's out of there. See you in 2006, you jackasses. <laughs> <or> whenever. <laughs> and then the uh, later than that, I think like 2008, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. 2008. He didn't. He didn't show up until series four. Um, but then uh, the the Dalek, the little girl Dalek person uh shows up and uses her uh her, her yeah. force lightning to to kill mm-hmm. the pilot guy who we forgot he like went kind of crazy and like kidnapped ace and yeah that's why that's uh, why we don't he like was him. like yeah because he was like accidentally also he was Daleks. a freaking neo-nazi um, like yeah it turns <laughs> oh, out that's right yeah it turns out that 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 whole the resistance or whatever the group that was wor- the administration that was working for them were over were fascists right right yeah. Hey, I, I'm all for exposing children to the uh, the dangers of fascism. Yeah, for sure. It's very fascist. it's very fascist. timely. <laughs> like I wish it wasn't, but it's it's kind of timely. Like yeah. you know the. And you know what? Again, yeah, and another reason why this episode should be available for streaming. And what better combatant? What better enemy to fascism than like a super punk rock girl <laughs> with like a bat and like yes. a, a boombox? Heck yeah. Very 90s. For street cred. For street cred. For street cred. <laughs> For street cred. Uh, and then, oh man, and then in one of the darkest moments, I think, in oh, right. yeah, this is- all of Doctor Who, the Doctor just, he just like Hannibal Lecter convinces this Dalek to kill itself. He just like walks up to it and it's just like all your friends are dead. What? Your leader's dead. He betrayed you. No. Everyone Papa you've Dabby. ever loved is dead. You should just kill yourself. No. Why don't you just kill yourself, Dalek? Requiem, <laughs> And then it just spins around and 
kills itself yeah. and sever, like sever severs the connection. Yeah. And I don't think we and ever really dive, and it like it like burns into like a pile of ash and he like walks up and of course it's like <laughs> ash to ash, dust to dust. It's like you don't need to be that extra, doctor. Yeah, he does. Like, it was, you killed one dog. Have Dalek. you seen that freaking sweater vest? <laughs> yes, he does need to be that extra. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, um man, we don't ever really go back to that girl, really, and like check in on her. No. I mean, she lose, she, she's not brainwashed anymore, so she's better, but yeah. she's crying. And yeah. Ace is like, they're there, and then they go to a funeral, and then they don't go inside. They just leave. Yeah. Weird. I'm never okay. I'm, it's always so weird when, a, when one of these ends on a funeral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I guess this is what the next step would be, but I don't want to see it. <laughs> Can we skip this, please? <laughs> so yeah, go Ace. A thousand years of Ace. Two hundred episodes of Ace. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, really, really good episode. Yeah, I'm glad you like Ace because uh, she's not going anywhere ever. She still hasn't. She's still the seventh nice. Doctor's companion. Not. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's Remembrance of the Daleks. It's a it's a fun one. It really is. Um, yeah, I wish it was more readily available. That's a shame. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't either. I just took it for granted that it would be on BritBox. Yeah, it wasn't so until we, 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 we tried to watch it that we realized it. Yeah. Oh, it's a bummer. Um, <laughs> next week, we're back with the Eighth Doctor again. Yeah. Another audio yeah. adventure, right? Right. Minuet in Hell. It's a very extra title. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I love that companion. Right? The aviatrix. Can't remember her name yep. right now. Uh, Char- Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Yeah. Charlie Pollard. Uh, you can hear yeah. those, you can hear so those got... sweet, 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 sweet dulcet tones of, uh, of, of eight. <laughs> yeah. Paul McGann. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. I, I just, man, I, I love, I really do love Charlie, but... Knowing that Lucy Miller, my favorite companion, is on the other side of Charlie. Oh. See, I haven't like, heard Man. Lucy Miller yeah. yet. So oh I'm God, like all, all about Charlie. No, Charlie's great, but um, ugh, Lucy Miller's my favorite ever. So You know, I, I, I've noticed that we tend to like the weird ones, you know, companion-wise. And I feel like mm-hmm. with New Who... As much as we love them, they're kind of, with the exception of Bill, it seems like they've all kind of been trying to be cool. Like, yeah, they're the cool, they're sexy, they're like the, they're like the millennial arms crossed. And it's like, no, we like, I like Jamie, who's like scared <laughs> and, <laughs> and overwhelmed, and overwhelmed constantly. <laughs> and like Ace, who like walks around with like a bat sticking out of her backpack and like, has a boombox on her shoulder for street cred. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So maybe hopefully with 13, we kind of get those like oddballs back a little bit. That energy. I mean, she's definitely got a, a full TARDIS. So <laughs> full TARDIS. Uh, why not? You know, we got, we got room. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, that's revived. Just like, get in, <laughs> get in, get in here. <laughs> One of us. One, one of us. <laughs> just, it's just her. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, all right. Well, Minuet in Hell next week. Yay!